This is Powell Street, the starting place for many visiting the city for the first time. From trolleys ugh, to Frisco, it's here that you'll often hear things that would make even the newest San Francisco resident cringe. Seriously, don't call it Frisco. But what most of these tourists don't realize is that directly above us, right now, there is an all-seeing being that visibly controls the city and governs us all. Its influence determines our mood, our plans, and even whether or not we can see clearly. Now, don't get me wrong, this floating entity isn't necessarily evil, but it is often looming above us, watching everything that we do. Here in the city, we have a name for this mysterious spirit. We call it Carl. And believe it or not, it tweets. Welcome to San Francisco. One city under Carl. Pastors seeing porn for the first time <laughs> with that deer in the headlights look. Yeah, like, 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 like you could hear the sweat dripping off their faces. And then sort of, oh, this part is totally normal, guys. This is how it goes, right? Yeah, at least she didn't drink all the booze, too. Can you imagine if she did? <laughs> you know, being completely honest here, for a Tinder date, this is going surprisingly well. Same. I'm just so tired of meeting people who aren't even trying to have a good time. Yeah, so many people think that enjoying Game of Thrones is a personality trait or something. That's so true. But it also kind of feels like a trap. What, the, the show? Or...? That kind of thinking. Yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of people suck, but just because they didn't open up on a date doesn't mean they're terrible. Maybe they didn't, just didn't feel comfortable or in a bad mood. But you just said Okay, that... maybe it was a complaint. But I don't want to be another snarky millennial who thinks that being a contrarian counts as a personality. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you hit that one out of the park. But it's... Yeah, this is, this is soy milk. Um, I asked for almond. He's really good at that. Being a dick. Yeah, no kidding. No, actually, I was going to say wearing that sweater vest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I guess I kind of miss the idea of real weird people. Maybe you should go sit next to him then. No, no, not not him. That's that's normal now, you know. I mean, like weird, you know, like like I don't know, uh, riding your bike in a storm on the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, that kind of weird. That kind of stuff doesn't really happen anymore. I usually wait until the third day before the bridge bike riding excursions. 
Well, what kind of a lady would you be if you let people think that you did that with everyone? So, really what you're saying is that you want more risk in your life? Uh, maybe. Are you sure you weren't just bored? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, totally bored, super bored. I mean, I'm, I'm not bored right now, not like in this, in this moment, but, you know, life just kind of gets boring, you know, sometimes, all the time. And this is why I list Mad Men in my favorite section, because it's boring. Wait, are, are you being ironic? No, listen, life's excitement comes and goes. Okay, so when I was 19, I had one of the greatest nights in my life up to that point. I used to paint, and I'd been working on it for over a month. It was just released, and it got all this praise around me, from everyone around me. Even some press in the school paper. Can you imagine how I felt the next day? Probably pretty good. Actually, terrible. I had thrown my life into this one piece of work and gained all the recognition that I wanted so badly. But then what? What the hell was I supposed to do after that? I spiraled for a week. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. But, um, what does it have to do with Mad Men again? That was only one day. And then I had to get used to life. The same boring, getting angry about my alternative milk life. Hey, fuck off. Mad Men might be a boring show, but it exists completely fine within that sphere. We should all just be fine with life being boring between the weird parts. Yeah, so we can be ready for the good parts, right? This is what I'm talking about. The mundane parts of life are the good parts. Oh. <sighs> oh my god, I feel like a Kevin Smith monologue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody's perfect. You know, actually, I, I'm usually the one talking a lot, I think. So, you know, this is kind of refreshing, you know? So, so go ahead, Kevin Smith away. It's just, I used to say that exact thing. Life should be more exciting. But when you say that, you're talking about the plot of a manic pixie dream girl movie where you enjoy a consequenceless roller coaster of someone else showing you the time of your life. People should be more honest and just say... I want someone to take me to a diner I've never been to at 3 a.m. on a Saturday. That's, that's oddly specific. <laughs> but is it wrong? Well, no, I mean, it, that would be really cool. You're right, you know. Maybe that's the new American dream, you know, to, to be in the passenger seat of a real-life Woody Allen movie. Thank you. It is everything we want for us to continue being misunderstood intellectuals, but to not have to grow up and take life by the reins, that's what all adults want. Yeah, but I mean, is everything okay? Are you, uh, are you just trying to be cool with it all, you know? Are you just trying to keep it real? Maybe this is like that Chappelle show sketch. <laughs> when, when keeping it real goes wrong. Sorry, maybe I'm ranting, but work's not going super well. Speaking of work, aren't you a programmer or something? Yeah, yeah. How's that going? I'm, it's, uh, it's weird. I mean, it's not like weird, like that guy, or, or the good weird. I guess it's its own third kind of weird. I don't know. It's, it's something. Like boring weird? Well, I, I won't say that it's not boring, but I'm just, it, it's, I'm not who I thought I was going to be, I guess, at this point, but I mean, oh, who, who isn't like that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I grew up with computers, you know, that was my thing. I'm really into computers, you know, and I got made fun of a lot for it by my family and stuff, and I 
guess that kind of just made me focus on it more. I was like, this is my thing, you know? And then maybe because of that, I missed out on a few social experiences or, you know, what have you, skills. And I figured, but hey, who needs those social skills when I've got this sweet computer skill, right? That's kind of sad, but also, I think you're kind of wrong. No, I was super wrong. I was, I was totally wrong. Uh, nowadays, you walk around and you see all these these nerds, these quote nerds, <laughs> walking around. You know, what kind of a nerd goes to a club, all right? You know, every programmer I see now just juice cleanses and they're cool and stuff. And they're sociable. And clearly you are a social wreck. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm better than I used to be. And, yeah, so. Well, let's change the subject here. What, what about your job? What's so wrong with your job? You know, the usual people suck, my manager doesn't know anything, underpaid, overworked, the usual. Then quit. Kind of too late for that. I haven't made him in fire too. <laughs> fired? Oh, fired? Alright, well, maybe you should have opened with that one. <laughs> I got you invested in the story, didn't it? You're right, you're right. Alright, what happened? Some stuff. It's not a big deal. Hey, is it just me or is a new season of True Detective really shitty? Yeah, it's awful. But so is deflecting the conversation to talk about bad TV shows again. Okay, fine. I was having a bad day. Off day, you know, just how like crap happened. I found out that my best friend and my ex started sleeping together right after we broke up. Yeah, it sucks, but it isn't that bad on its own. You know, now I'm like, fuck you, fuck him, fuck her, fuck everybody. It's been a few months since it happened, so all I need to do is just, I get to be sad for one afternoon, and then I get to move on with my life. That, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. It happened a while ago, but you know, people have good sad sometimes. It makes sense. It, it sounds all really well adjusted. Thanks. But then I got a call from my aunt. It was about my brother. Oh no. He got beat up. He was drinking or drunk or it was stupid. He was at a bar the night before, got in a fight with some guy with a mohawk, leather jacket. Now he won't wake up and he's he's, he's a fucking idiot, that's what he is. I'm really sorry about that. That's so bummer. I decided to meet up with some friends and we had a couple of drinks at three in the afternoon and you know, stupidity runs in the family, so I fucking went into work. I went into work. God damn it. Uh, shit. Christ, I can't believe it's a mm. Well, just so you know, it's not just you. The new season of True Detective is just awful. God awful. <laughs> It's almost like all the guys got together in the writer's room and they were like, Hey guys, last season was great. We really made a name for ourselves. We had this wonderful thing. You know, we got sad guy, we got not sad guy. We're going into season two. Let's throw all that out the window. Four sad guys. And they all jumped up and gave each other high fives. This sounds great. It's like instead of a real script, they just ripped a page of my dad's teenage journal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure actually next week's episode, uh, the entire plot central to it, slam poetry. <sighs> hey, thanks. Uh, don't thank me. Thank Pizzolatto. <laughs> <laughs>
Kozilla who? Um, he's the writer of True Detective. Oh, right. Yeah. This might be the weirdest Tinder date ever. Oh. This? Weird? <laughs> Come on, there's nobody jerking off in public in this coffee shop yet. I guess... Yet. Well, I guess there is still time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, actually, now that I think about it, the weirdest Tinder date that I've ever been on... All right, so here's this. This, this girl, you know, I meet up with her. We're having a good time. And then she starts flirting with this other guy. Right? 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 And then I'm, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? And then she invites me to go back home with her and that guy. Did that really happen? Yeah. San Francisco. Fine. What did you do? Well, I mean, uh, I went home with him. <laughs> That's how I met my wife, actually. Uh, I've been meaning to tell you. I just haven't found a way to brought it up yet. Oh, well, I've never been a mistress before. Uh, I think you can handle it. There's a lot of second-guessing yourself, but you can just cover all of it with a bit of blind confidence. <laughs> well, I might be really good at that, actually. <laughs> you know, completely off-topic, but, like, I knew that this girl once in high school who everyone called a slut for having sex early, but I'm pretty sure she makes startup money being a professional escort at this point. Oh, wow, no way. It's crazy. Does she work with, uh, married couples? Are you asking for a friend? If by friend you mean my wife and me, I mean, definitely for me. Okay. What about you? What about me? I mean, when I say my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. My wife. That's hilarious. I'm so glad saying it like that has come full circle and we're able to say it all over again. Yeah, but, but seriously though, I mean, I have a wife. What? Would you like to have a threesome with me and my wife? Is this still a bit? Because it's not really that funny anymore. Uh, I mean, I am not a comedian. This is, I'm, I'm serious. God damn it. What? What, you're, you're leaving? Just like that, we were having such a good time, you were giggling? <laughs> I was giggling. Well, come on, hey, come on, why are you getting angry? You maybe, maybe you just need to open your mind a little bit. Oh, fuck you. Oh. This isn't about me being open about different experiences. Jesus. I can't believe I have to explain this to you. What's in your profile pictures? Uh, for Tinder, there's three of them. One, me looking serious and away from the camera. Christian rock album style. Two, one of me holding a puppy. Adorable. Number three, me hiking in front of a beautiful sunset. And, um, where's your wife in all these pictures? Nowhere! I mean, uh, oh. You didn't think to maybe tell me up front what your intentions were for this? It's an app for hooking up. Transparency's kind of the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yes, you're right. Well, do you want to get some ice cream or something? Jesus. Have a good day. Oh, all right. Lindsay, see you later. Let's. Damn it. Hi, this is Logan from Pink Donut, and you've just heard the first episode of a little experiment called One City Under Call. Today's episode was called Swiped Right. It was written by my partner in crime, Brandon Gardner, and starred Justin Gomes and Jen Chung of San Francisco. Now generally, this portion of each episode will be used for city commentary, but today I'd like to take a minute and tell you just a little bit more about the series. 
As you've probably already noticed, One City Under Carl is a series about the ridiculousness of living in San Francisco from a resident's perspective. You probably also noticed that in this series we use a special recording technique that's called binaural audio, or 3D audio, to bring you, the listener, right there with our characters in locations all around the city. So if you got a little freaked out because you thought you heard something that wasn't really there, that's okay, that's a good thing, that means we're doing our job. So to achieve this effect, we built a special 3D microphone that we use to record everything. Now, you may actually see me around the city with the special microphone that, to be bluntly honest, looks kind of like a head on a tripod with weird looking ears. Uh, we call him, I, I mean the microphone, Gordon. So if you see him around the city, I'm going to be the human accompanying him generally, so please feel free to come by and say hi. We'll be all over the city. So as I mentioned, this episode is the first of many to come, covering a variety of different San Francisco resident situations. But what good is a series about San Francisco without actual San Franciscans? So each episode will feature an observation, which is a small bit about somewhere in San Francisco as described by a resident. And in addition, each episode will feature a story, similar to the Tinder date you've just heard. If you live in San Francisco, we'd like your help with both of these. If you have ideas for stories, let us know. If you'd like to give an observation in a future episode, much like mine of Carl in the beginning of this episode, let us know. You can contact us anytime at OCUK at pinkdonut.io. That's OCUK, one city under Carl, at pinkdonut.io. And finally, if you like the series and you want to hear more, take a moment to hit that subscribe button. And you know what? While you're at it, hit that share button too and send it to a friend. We're excited to share all the things we have planned over the next few weeks, and your support and listens will help us make this series even better. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next Tuesday at 12.